Caught Offside, my weekly market review, March 12th, 2023. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell basically killed risk appetite with a change of tone on inflation and remarks before the Senate Banking Committee on Tuesday. Not for the first time, he contradicted previous statements he has made recently, stating that the central bank may now have to both speed up the pace and increase the size of interest rate hikes in order to get inflation in check. Powell also told the panel that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to be higher than previously anticipated. JP's comments to Congress sent stock prices crashing and drove the interest rate yield on the two-year Treasury note up above 5% for the first time since Fergie took the debatable position that girls don't cry in 2007 and the 10-year rate pushing right up against 4%. That differential between these two rates shifted to the steepest it has been in over 40 years. On the other hand, did Powell really say anything so controversial or unexpected? I don't think so. His tone change was entirely predictable, given that recent economic data and earnings reports and guidance is entirely inconsistent with inflation heading back to the Fed's target of 2% anytime soon. He didn't really say anything that should have come as a total shock to anyone. Potential peak interest rates of now around 5.6% and a very meaningful possibility of a half a point rate rise at the next Fed meeting. He even made a bit of a lukewarm attempt to partially take the edge off Tuesday's comments by stating on Wednesday, in reference to the possibility of a half percent hike later this month instead of a quarter of a percent, that I stress that no decision has yet been made on this. Once again, the constantly over-exuberant stock market was caught offside by such remarks. The sharply negative immediate stock and bond market reaction on Tuesday was really a result of the final evaporation of January's excessive optimism, which had been brought about by a now discredited fantasy about pivots and pauses that the market had spun for itself. When the jobs report finally came out pre-market on Friday morning, it showed the creation of an additional 311,000 jobs in February versus the expected number of 215,000. There was a downward revision of January's shock blockbuster number of 517,000 as expected, but only by 13,000, although December's number was also revised down from 260,000 to 239,000. However, the unemployment rate unexpectedly bumped up to 3.6% from the half-century lows of 3.4 as layoffs ticked up and more workers re-entered the workforce. Average hourly earnings only rose rose slightly and below expectations. This was initially viewed as a hot but not too hot report, and the negative stock market reaction was relatively muted to yet another huge rise in jobs filled, but still about 180,000 less than the previous month, but a surprise increase in the unemployment rate. Both two- and ten-year Treasury interest rates actually eased lower from their highs earlier in the week after the report came out. 
What pushed the market down hard on Friday afternoon was not really a reaction to the jobs report, which was quickly overshadowed by banking sector fears brought about by high-profile bank failures, which I go into deeper in my section, Other News, in my report. The market probability of the Fed raising interest rates by half a percent at its next meeting, ending on March 22nd, instead of the originally highly expected quarter percent, initially exploded right after Powell's comments on Tuesday from 31% to 72%, according to the CME FedWatch tool. It fell back a bit to close the week at 68%, but a half percent rise in rates next time is now very much a majority opinion and a huge rise in probability from a month ago when the reading was just 9%. By the way, it's becoming increasingly clear that the CME FedWatch tool data, which I now include in my report every week, is just about the most important source of information out there right now when it comes to trying to figure out crucial information about what financial markets are really thinking about interest rates and how traders are positioning themselves. This year is going to be all about economic growth, and if that rolls over, so will the stock market. Stocks may have proven themselves resilient to more than previously expected interest rate hikes, but I remain concerned that they will not be immune to the eventual impact of these rate hikes. Put more plainly, stocks may have already discounted somewhat higher interest rates, but they have not fully discounted the effects of a recession that higher for longer interest rates might unleash upon the economy. Beyond growth, the other massive red flag will be if the Fed indicates that it will raise rates substantially above the latest 5.6-ish market estimate for peak interest rates. For practical purposes, I now believe that means 6% or higher. If the Fed signals that's where Fed funds rate is going, that will hit stocks possibly very hard, enough to test those October 22 lows. The market does not yet believe that we are even close to a world with a 6% Fed funds rate, but sentiment can change fast as we have seen lately. Keep a close eye on that Fed watch tool.